0: hello friends welcome back from a short totally unplanned hiatus but it happened so yeah here we are um but anyways in regards to that happy canada day happy fourth of july to all the listeners down south um guys you're all wonderful you're all excellent and anyone who's international just cheers to you because you guys rock uh but uh, anyways in this meanwhile break whatever you want to call it You know, well, I'll be honest with you guys. I was trying to work on a Chernobyl like review. I was obsessed with the show. I wanted to talk to you guys about it. It just, I could not wrestle that octopus into a goddamn jar. It was too big of a topic. It just, it was insane and I just could not seem to handle it. But, um, those of you who did watch, I am always up for a discussion. So definitely message me. This is totally off the mark you guys always know i say reach out to me on instagram reach out on me on reach out to me on twitter um because yeah the show blew my freaking mind and still does to this day um now today's topic (laughs) uh i'd like to say i was equally as happy about it but no i wasn't this this film was not very good Um, And uh, we'll get into that But without further ado In the name of the Holy Spirit This job is not for everyone Because of the hours? Because the only co-workers are cadavers I heard there were issues Yes, there were issues I'm much better now. Welcome to the team. You're the new girl. Megan. Well, I got a weird one for you. Her name is Hannah Grace. And her family was performing an exorcism or something on her. (laughs) Dad? Something went wrong. And she died in the... They say, if an exorcism isn't completed, evil will find a new vessel. I believe when you die, you die. End of story. Then you're up for it? I could handle it. When you die, you die. You've got to focus. Just breathe. Just yeah, that's all I gotta say. Is just because the oh, I'm just irritated because the trailer made it look good. It made it look good, and it was the biggest piece of crap. Um, okay, yeah, The Possession of Anna Grace, also known as the biggest ripoff of 2018, or potentially you also might know it as Cadaver, because in some countries it was released <laughs> under that name. Uh, the American supernatural horror film directed by Dedrick Van Rügen and written by Brian Seve, C- C.V.? C- Either way, Brian, I got a bone to pick with you because, to me, you're the reason this film fell flat. Um, but anyways, it stars Shea Mitchell, Kirby Johnson, Stanley Caddick, Grey Damien, Nick Thune, and follows a policewoman who encounters the supernatural while working in a morgue. So, yeah. Plot. It's pretty basic. I mean, we're following our new found heroine, Megan. Um, she's troubled because she was a police officer on the job. Her... Um, Uh, What do you call it? Her uh, partner, of course, was shot. And it was, in a way, I guess, her fault. And she didn't pull the trigger on the uh, perpetrator. But either way, she obviously fell into a realm of alcoholism pills whatever else it is now on the road of sobriety and has decided to take up an overnight job working at the morgue on the graveyard shift because it will keep her out of trouble at least that's her ongoing rhetoric she keeps repeating this throughout the movie um it's it just oh my god it just it's I don't even know where to begin. It was just such crap. So, we follow her and in my opinion, the beginning is just so slow and just so lame. I mean, we start off with what seems really exciting. We've got this insane possession scene, the father, the two priests, one priest gets thrown up. He's like kind of ripped into pieces from the inside um to basically have the father kill his daughter. I mean, we it's weird. We literally have this total 180 in this five minute scene where the father wants to do everything he can for his daughter and then decide right after that he is going to kill her because it's the only way to stop things but then flash forward all of a sudden you know we're with Megan going through her life story and what's going on and then she is brought the body of uh, of course of Hannah tries to you know put it through the system things shut down things don't work It, it just was a whole bunch of crap we basically are sitting around watching and waiting for something to happen And it just, it was so lame. And it just, anytime there were two characters on screen, I just felt like it was the worst um, chemistry ever. I just felt like I was watching like high school students try and, you know, sell me a play. I mean, you know, every once in a while there's kind of this gleaming hope. And then all of a sudden you're just brought back to reality, realizing you're watching kind of mediocre plotline and just a terrible it just everything but I all goes back to the story in my opinion so because it has a lot of major plot holes so of course we're with Megan Hannah's there we've tried to put her through the system and when of course I neglected to mention this when Megan was letting her letting Hannah in with the fellow paramedic drop-off guy some hooded figure walks in lo and behold we find out that it's Hannah's dad who attacks Megan and she you know has him arrested and her boyfriend of course being this ex-cop which talk about some of the worst chemistry known to mankind um he shows up and starts asking her about missing pills she of course denies everything lo and behold we find out that she does have them later on um but it just lo and behold it was just a whole bunch of Bullshit added up on top of bullshit. Um, and just basically, as a viewer, I felt like I was waiting around for something to happen. Um, in exchange for that, I got bored very, very quickly. Um, it just, you know, the first true scary scene outside of Hannah's exorcism is Danny, uh, the little carrot top security guard, when he It's kind of our comic relief trying to play baseball and Hannah, of course, attacks him and we don't really see what goes on, Um, which essentially, you know, basically adds up to, you know, that they were trying to keep this under budget, very budget film. Um, And uh, it just, you know, between this, it it just was, you could effectively have used a small set, but the problem is, is that just this whole film was huge plot holes and just was Basically lacking a true story. I think they should have kept it to the name of Cadaver. Um, I mean not possession of Hannah Grace. There is the slightest little dash of possession in this. And to me, what makes a possession film is the like adding of the Catholicism elements. Like the Exorcist, nothing will ever, ever beat the Exorcist. But if you want to come close to that kind of film, and that's what these guys were trying to do throughout it. I mean, there's just subtle hints that you know, it was very cliche. Um, but it, it just you gotta do it right. And that's where Brian fell flat. Um, the story just it wasn't very good. Um, and I know I keep saying that, guys. So I'm sorry for being so repetitive. Um, so, as I said, Danny's dead. Megan returns and just kind of go to the better Tay. Just assumes Danny's gone back to his post. And, of course, she's Cornered by Hannah in the bathroom. And there's this stupid scene of her using the restroom. Which I just think was unnecessary. But I get it. We're trying to show she's vulnerable. But as I said. Major plot hole. Because Hannah is killing every person she comes in contact with. What is so special about Megan? Her back issues. The fact that she's already haunted by demons. We could have explored this. This would have been interesting. This would have added some actual character development. But obviously Brian... You just, you're an art student. Well, oh, sorry guys, apparently you can hear some added sound effects there. Um, but obviously, Brian, you just, to me, you seem like one of those fan fiction stories that I'd find on, uh, you know, like uh, what's that uh, website, like Reddit or something like that. It just, it, it seems like one of those kind of lame stories I would have come across with in an email chain. <laughs> um, it just, There's just so many things that weren't done right here, Um, but in story-wise. But other things, you know, we tried. So, basically, all in all, we come to our climax where Hannah's gone full kill mode and she is taking out everybody, minus Megan. So we take out our uh, ambulance driver, Randy. It's not really until that scene that we come to realize what his name is. Um... I'm assuming he's dead because Megan checks his pulse, but doesn't really elaborate. And then the cop boyfriend shows up, and then he's basically just about killed when Megan unloads her clip into Hannah, and this basically kind of slows her down. Oh, sorry, I neglected to mention the whole scene where her father shows up trying to put her in a uh, inc- incinerator, but he's of course the one that gets tossed in. But it just. It, for a shitty film it just added all up to a really shitty ending um not to mention Megan's friend um her uh, sobriety friend or partner there uh Lisa she's killed on the roof and it was just ugh, everything about it was just pretty lame but as I said Hannah had killed everyone building up to what she's supposed to be super strong and she's taken out by a freaking handgun it, it just didn't add up. And I get it, she's not dead, but she's laying there and she's gonna come back again. But this is when Megan takes full revenge and finally gets her in the incinerator, all wrapping up. And even then it just didn't oh, it was just so lame. Um for a possession movie to me, there's gotta be elements of the supernatural, and there just really wasn't. It was like just one of those films of well, You know, like, one of those broken, creaky girls. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. Like, one of those, like, (coughs) films. It's just, that's basically what Hannah is. And that's what we are to be scared of. Um, It just, I get it. This is a film we're trying to come under budget. And we're going to try to make our budget back within, you know, whatever opening weekend. Which I guess this was released. Like, it was actually released in theaters. I didn't even know about it. Did you guys? Because apparently Sony spent about $12 million on promoting this film. And I didn't know anything about it until it popped up on my iTunes rental feed. So, you suck, Sony. (laughs) That's all I gotta say. Um, But literally, development-wise, I mean, it was announced by Screen Gems. hired Dedrick, who I gotta say, he tried really well to try to add up and try and do something with Brian's piece of crap. But when you're handed a piece of crap, the only thing you can do is just polish it up. There's not really much you can do to add to it. Um, acting wise, like I said, pretty stagnant from everybody. Like I, like I said, this felt like I was watching high school kids just performing in front of my eyes. They were Not amazing. It wasn't like one out shone in front of the others. It just all, everybody was all pretty lame, but Going back to the writing, when we are handed a pretty shitty character with no development and no background, it's pretty hard to create a character. Um, especially if you're not, you don't know that form of acting. Um, filming principal photography began November 8th, 2016, in Boston. Um, and uh, essentially, shortly after, we would have a film. Um, <laughs> it, uh, the film was shot entirely on a Sony A7S two camera marking the first time a feature film was shot using a mirrorless full frame camera so for you uh techie camera geeks out there kind of a cool cool fact no, as I said, full release in theaters did not know about it um and it grossed about fourteen point eight million um I'm not sure exactly what the full budget was for the film. actually, it was six right here, in my nose six to seven million dollars um so made double that in opening weekend so Sony, I guess you made it well, and you've done the Hollywood Dream, which is to make a pile of crap, but still make money while doing it um and release review wise. Essentially, because it's a low budget cash grab in a current slow marketplace, um, yeah. The basically the ratings show that it's got a twenty percent with about fifty ratings and less than half um, a consensus uh, when looking at Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. Um, one of my one review that stood out to me: "The Possession of Hannah Craze faints at real horror just often enough to offer hints of the movie it should have been." Uh, the further frustrate. Frustrated viewers seeking a good scare. um It just, yeah, that's basically my review, and I'm giving it a C minus because it's essentially how I felt about it. You know, as I said, the director was trying, and it just, you know, he he tried essentially to use scores and not by or essentially not using scores and using sound to try to elaborate your tenseness, your fear. I could feel that, but when you, like I said, when you're dealing with crap and you're trying to build up on that it just fell flat it was really lame um I mean we just sat around waiting for shit to happen and that's essentially what Megan does the entire time she's just waiting around work for shit to happen um and I get it this is total investment movie and you guys did it you made your investment back so it's not the worst no no, it is. It really is the worst. It's not good at all. Um, and if you have nothing better to do with your time and want to waste six bucks, I highly recommend renting it. Um, it just it wasn't even about possession. And the, I'm sure I already mentioned this, but it had the smallest little dab of that. Like, maybe I just... I. I've seen too many possession documentaries, too many possession movies. It just, it was the furthest fucking thing from it. Um, The lead character, the story, it just, I get it. You're confronted with a demon, but to me, I don't know, this demon fell flat and, slowest fucking moving demon I've ever goddamn seen. Um, obviously, demons have nothing but time on their hands and they have nothing to do with it because that's basically what this demon was doing, moving around very, very slowly. Um, and um, just, yeah. I mean, this film basically, its they tried and essentially somewhere along the way they end up losing it and they're wandering the halls with Megan in the halls. Or they're... Ugh. they're wandering the halls with Meg because it's yeah, it's lost. And as a viewer, I just, I didn't enjoy it, but either way, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, reviewing this piece of crap. I hope you laughed, cried maybe. Well, hopefully you didn't cry, but um, either way, guys, thank you so much for listening. If it wasn't for you, this wouldn't be worth it. It just, you guys totally legitimize everything that I'm doing here. Um, As always, reach out to me on Instagram and Twitter. I love to hear from you guys. You make my day. You make it brighter. It just it's so cool to hear from fans um and listeners. Um you know, if you have anything you want to add, say, want me to look at, definitely reach out to me cuz it's always fun to look at your um your interests outside of mine. Now, as always, guys, i got to recommend two of my favorite Etsy sets. So we're looking at Designs. As always, you guys are looking for something horror, something creepy, something macabre. This is the guy to check out. Using Creeper10, you will get discounts at checkout. So I highly recommend checking out Designs on Etsy and Instagram. You guys got some cool shit. I mean, I've always used my Ted Bundy bookmark wherever I go. I don't know. Just seeing Ted squeezed between the pages, I see I feel like it's the perfect torture for that son of a bitch. (laughs) Anyways, and always reaching out. Always, as always I hope I'm saying this correctly um, Bogue and designs. Um, gorgeous, adorable Bogue and Bean dot designs. This this stuff has some amazing amazing cute little things. It's just adorable. I mean, everything's uh, one of my favorites, um features was uh, this linky dog from toy story just way too cute um again guys it's bogue and bean um that's bogue dot and dot bean um and you will find some of the cutest merchandise on instagram so guys like always thank you for listening keep calm stay creepy till next time